This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. On today's show, the Ag Water Stewardship Policy was debated in the Saskatchewan Legislature yesterday. Kevin Hirsch of SaskAgToday.com provided his thoughts on Bill C-234 and new crop contracts coming out. And the House of Commons also got in on the Bill 234 chatter. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The need for a wetland conservation policy in Saskatchewan was a key topic covered in question period yesterday. The NDP critic for Environment, Sask Water and the Water Security Agency, Erica Ritchie, says Saskatchewan is the only province without such a policy. More than a dozen people are here today calling on this government to finally develop a strategy to protect wetlands. More than 2,300 people wrote letters to the Premier asking for the same and they still haven't got a response. Will the Minister for the Water Security Agency meet with the people who have come here today and will he commit to a comprehensive wetland policy? The dozen people referenced were members of the Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability, Agriculture Minister and Minister Responsible for the Water Security Agency David Merritt says they're making a Made in Saskatchewan Water Management Strategy. It's a reference to the Agricultural Water Stewardship Policy, which remains in development. That obviously is key to the future as we build and protect our world-class sustainable agriculture sector, Mr. Speaker. The stewardship policy will include a suite of policy tools such as wetland retention, using uh, drained water for irrigation, and cropland beneficial management practices, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, this has been a very, very engaging process, Mr. Speaker. We have met with over 70 different organizations and stakeholders across the province, Mr. Speaker. We will continue to do that as well, Mr. Speaker. I have lots of questions, I have lots of answers here, Mr. Speaker. I can give a list of what everybody we've been engaged with, Mr. Speaker. I can tell you the consultation process continues. Ritchie then noted the consultation process for the stewardship policy was not that comprehensive from what she's heard from residents. The consultation has not been intensive. I've heard from many stakeholders who have said just as much. We're losing tens of thousands of acres of wetlands every single year. Conserving our wetlands is important for everyone in this province. It's important for the environment, yes, but it's so much more. It's critical to our economy. It's important for hunters and outfitters, for drinking water, for First Nation and Métis rights, for recreation and cabin owners. There's a wide swath of people who are impacted by the loss of wetlands, and this government is failing all of them. Merritt replied by reading a page of groups consulted with. 
The member opposite asked who we consulted with, Mr. Speaker. I'm going to give the list and read it into record today, and I don't care if it takes the whole question period, Mr. Speaker, I will give it. The Saskatchewan Winter Cereals Development Commission, the Saskatchewan Chamber of Commerce Water Council, the Provincial Association of Resort Communities of Saskatchewan, the Saskatchewan Provincial Parks Owners Association, the Prairie Water Global Institute for Water Security, University of Saskatchewan, Mr. Speaker, Prairie Adaptation Research Collaborative, University of Regina, the Kohansi-Shuama Graduate School of Public Policy, the Saskatchewan Mustard Development Commission, Saskatchewan Forage Council, Saskatchewan Sea Growers. That's page one, Mr. Speaker. Ritchie responded by claiming many people have been blocked from participating in consultations and criticized the process for being too narrowly focused. Every single person in this province needs access to clean water, and this tired and out-of-touch government isn't listening. The feedback from people and experts needs to be incorporated into the plan, and the costs of mismanaging our water resource, like the hit to our producers this year, need to be taken into account. Wetlands help to mitigate and manage the impacts of drought. Will the minister actually listen to these people, and will he ensure the costs of mismanaging our water resources are fully taken into consideration? Minister Merritt then read another page of groups consulted, which included several First Nations, Tribal Councils, FSIN, and Métis Nation Saskatchewan. The NDP critic then asked what the minister would do regarding enforcement of illegal drainage. When one landowner illegally drains onto another landowner's property, it's almost impossible to get them to stop. There's no enforcement and no accountability for landowners who are doing their part and are following the rules. When will the minister, it has to stop, when will the minister for the Water Security Agency stand up for people who are following the rules but are paying the price for this government's failures to act on illegal drainage? Merritt says they want to get the ag water stewardship policy right the first time. As of a month ago, Mr. Speaker, there was a meeting in Yorkton where there was representatives from the SCDA, APAS, SARM, SAW was there, FSA was there, Saskatchewan canola growers, Saskatchewan wheat growers were there, and Saskatchewan wheat was there, Mr. Speaker. Many other recommendations are coming forward. That is why the consultation process is going forward and continuing, Mr. Speaker. We want to make sure we get this right for the province of Saskatchewan. A strategy that was never done under the members opposite when they were government, Mr. Speaker. We're going to get this one right. According to WSA spokesperson Patrick Boyle, the consultation process for the Ag Water Stewardship Policy has just wrapped up and they will begin to sift through the feedback. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. A private member's bill that would benefit farmers still hasn't passed third reading in the Canadian Senate. SaskAgToday.com Chief Agricultural Editor Kevin Hirsch says it's obviously a political issue now. Well, it's, it's become a, a bigger and bigger issue. Sometimes uh, a bill like this that starts out as a private member's bill looked like it was going to pass the, pass the House of Commons easily. It looked like it was going to sail through the Senate and be long since done. It's been mired in more and more uh, political infighting in the Senate. Uh, 
I even saw it on, I can't remember which, uh, whether it was CBC or CTV National News even, even had a, a mention of the Senate shenanigans going on around Bill 234, trying to exempt uh, propane and natural gas from heating and cooling buildings and also for, for grain drying. Uh, you guys, uh, as reporters, uh, you, you must call it the gift that gives, keeps on giving because uh, you always have something new to, <laughs> to to point out as to what's going on. But uh, it's sort of been all wrapped in the in the b- whole bigger picture of of uh, carbon pricing carve-outs. So uh, what started out is not very many people in the mainstream media paying attention. Even the mainstream media are now paying attention. It's become very interesting. On another topic, Hirsch notes many new crop contract prices are coming out right now. There are some things coming out, and oftentimes in in the past couple of years when mustard has been in short supply, the mustard contracts have been out very early, and there's been lots of people asking questions about mustard contracts for the, the 2024 crop. And finally, there are some out, and basically in, in general terms, around 70 cents a pound for yellow 60 cents a pound in that area for brown, around 50 cents a pound for oriental mustard, which a few years ago would have been considered very good prices. But after the last couple of years where we've seen 70, 80 and 90 cents uh, new crop contract prices, I'm I'm not sure what producers will make of that, uh, whether they'll think that's something they should grab onto, giving that a lot of, lot of commodity prices have slipped down a bit or whether they'll think that oh, that's, that's not that attractive and not do as much contracting. Uh, mustard is a crop that typically a lot of the crop is contracted. The only other thing I've seen of, of interest is large green lentils, which are flying high, you know, in that 70 cent a pound range, uh, reaching record highs for large green lentils current price. Uh, and there are now some new crop contract prices in the 45 to 50 cent a pound range for large green lentils. So I'm sure there'll be a number of producers scratching their head over that uh, because that historically is a pretty good contract price. And he says some crops are catching his interest. I think we'll, uh, and this is more for Southwest Saskatchewan where Kabuli chickpeas are uh, an option. South Central and Southwest Saskatchewan is where the majority of those are grown. I expect that uh, there may be some offers going on with uh, new crop prices on that. And most people are expecting uh, an acreage increase in, in Kabuli chickpeas. So that's uh, one of the ones that, that's interesting. I think there's going to be a little bit of activity around uh, green peas. Yellow peas are, and the current price is not very attractive. I'm sure new crop contract prices wouldn't be attractive either, wouldn't attract much interest. But green peas have been much, much stronger than yellow peas. And I expect that there may be some uh, contract activity around that that will be of interest to producers if they're they're willing to grow the green peas, which have a little bit more of a quality risk to them than the yellows. Kevin Hirsch is the chief agricultural editor for saskagtoday.com. And you're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. On the other side of the break is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And Migraine Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MigraineExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. 
A conservative motion demanding the unelected Senate immediately pass a bill exempting more farm fuels from carbon pricing has failed, with the Bloc Québécois saying it could not support what it called a Tory intimidation campaign. It would not have been binding on the Senate, but would have put some political pressure on senators, whom the Conservatives accuse of holding up the bill against the will of what the Tories stress are elected members of Parliament. Bill C-234, introduced last year by Conservative MP Ben Lobb, passed the House of Commons in March with all but Liberal support. It would exempt the natural gas and propane that farmers use to heat buildings and dry grain from the carbon price for at least eight years. Winnipeg-based trader Ken Ball from PI Financial is cautiously optimistic that canola prices can rebound in the short term. The January canola contract closed at $702.30 per metric ton yesterday, a weekly loss of $7.40. However, Ball says canola is trying to recover. He says it's going to hinge exclusively on how well the soy oil will do. While Ball says a slower export pace than last year will put some pressure on canola prices, he cautiously thinks there could be some strength in both canola and soy oil in the short term. He says weather is going to come into play a lot because the soybean market has been well supported by soy meal prices. He thinks canola could rebound 20 30 even $40 a metric ton if soy oil could maintain its strength. It's rare that U.S. corn supplies build in a marketing year while soybean supplies slip, but that is exactly what is happening in 2023-24, keeping soybean prices relatively elevated versus corn. U.S. corn and soybeans experience the same summer weather each year, which is why supplies of both tend to move in the same direction. Conditions were imperfect this summer, and yields have disappointed versus prior expectations, but a decade high in corn acres helped pull off the record crop. The U.S. Department of Agriculture pegs total U.S. corn supplies in 2023-24 to rise 10% on the year, while soybean inventory is seen shrinking 3%. The most recent similar instance is 2007-08, when U.S. farmers were incentivized to plant more corn based on new renewable fuel mandates related to corn-based ethanol. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says the Biden administration is looking for creative ways to sell more U.S. dairy products in Canada after a trade dispute panel ruled in favor of Canadian restrictions on dairy import quotas. Vilsack told Reuters that the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the U.S. Trade Representative's Office were weighing next steps in the long-running dispute over Canada's largely closed dairy market, but declined to say whether they would bring new challenges under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement on Trade. A three-person panel recently rejected U.S. arguments that Canada was improperly limiting U.S. access to its dairy market by allocating most import quotas to Canadian processors of powdered milk, cheese, ice cream and other dairy products based on a market share approach. One of the prices producers pay for hog traceability will be going up 10%. The Manitoba Pork Council said in a notice to producers yesterday that the Canadian Pork Council will apply a 10% increase to the prices of pig trace ear tags and accessories 
effective December 15th. As for accessories available from the program, the universal tag applicator will be priced at $30.04, the retractomatic tag applicator $80.99, a replacement tag pin $3.50, and a permanent marker $5.78. Current pricing will be valid for orders placed and paid by December 14th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. The Manitoba Council says the Canadian Pork Council has incurred increased costs for the manufacture and distribution of the ear tags throughout 2023. Reporting to Pig Trace has been mandatory since 2014 for all people and organizations taking part in movement of pigs. The tag price was last raised in 2019. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falk. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm precision weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, coming into work this morning, uh, saw the odd snowflake here and there, but from what the forecast kind of looks like, uh, not going to be too much of a factor? Yeah, they're still around, and they will be around really for the next uh, couple of hours through, I'd say, 3 o'clock or so, we could be dealing with some flurries. Not anything that's going to cause any problems, just they're in the air from time to time, and uh, that threat will continue until the cloud decreases, which will be later on uh, towards sunset and through the evening tonight. We'll get some clearing taking hold. Temperature not bad. We're at minus one this afternoon. The cloud cover is limiting us a bit in our warming. The air mass itself limiting it too. So we could be warmer if we got a little sun through, just not a whole lot. It wouldn't make that much of a difference today with this cooler air mass. But it's not cold air mass. It's certainly not a seasonable air mass. Temperatures should be at minus six this time of year. And we're not even, we're barely below that uh, tonight overnight. As the cloud decreases, minus 8 is below. The wind from the west to northwest dropping off to 10 to 20. Tomorrow, cloud and sunshine mixed with a high of minus 2, and mainly clear sky for tomorrow night will back down to around minus 6. The air just holding out to enough moisture to keep the swing under control for that nighttime low each night. Some areas will get a little bit cooler, but not a big drop, certainly nowhere near normal, which is minus 17. We're above normal through this stretch of slightly warmer air, and we're above freezing again on Saturday, partly to mostly sunny sky, up to around 1 degree. Sunday, partly sunny, right around 0 for the high, and Monday could be a bit of light snow to start the day. Then we'll break through to the sunshine and 1, and mid-single numbers for Tuesday and Wednesday with partly sunny skies both days. Normal highs for the period are around minus 6 degrees, normal lows minus 17. The sun rose at around 8.36 this morning, and the sun will set at 4.58 late this afternoon. Taking a look around the province in Estevan and Weyburn, minus 3, Swift Current, minus 4, Saskatoon and Yorkton, minus 2. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is an outlook at minus 1.1. The cold spot is in Stony Rapids at minus 30.3. In Regina, there was some snow coming down. It's now looking like partly cloudy. West-northwest wind at 20 kilometers an hour, humidity 70%. Temperature minus 2, or 29 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.6 and rising. In Moose Jaw, it's cloudy. West wind at 22, temperature minus 2. 
Again in Regina, partly cloudy now. West-northwest wind at 20 kilometers an hour. Temperature minus 2. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. While senators are still debating Bill C-234, a motion by the Tories in the House of Commons to pass it was defeated yesterday. The Liberals and Bloc Québécois voted against it, with the Bloc calling it an intimidation campaign. The NDP supported the Tory move, however. Before that happened, Tory leader Pierre Polyev demanded to know if the Prime Minister was going to scrap the carbon tax overall. So will he have the courage to actually defend his carbon tax as two million people line up in bread lines like those we haven't seen since the Great Depression? And will he support our common sense bill to axe the tax on the farmers that feed us? Mr. Speaker, Canadians right across the country, including and especially our hardworking farm families, are seeing the impact of climate change increasingly every single year. It has become glaringly obvious to everyone, except for certain MAGA conservatives, that the fight against climate change is a fight for the future of our economy. You cannot separate fighting climate change from growing good jobs and a strong economy into the future. And yet, that is exactly what the Conservatives continue to say. We put a price on pollution, we're putting more money back in Canadians' pockets, and we're creating great jobs for the long term. Bill 234 is a carbon tax exemption for propane and natural gas used to dry grain in heating cooling barns and other farm buildings. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next on the other side of the break is a follow-up with the Do More Ag Foundation on a virtual mental health session that they held earlier this month. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The executive director of the Do More Ag Foundation says a virtual mental health session for men that was held earlier this month was a great one. The event, called Bro Talk, Breaking the Silence, was held on November 16th and was hosted by Sean Brook, president of Seed World Group. Megs Reynolds says it also had farmer and comedian Quick Dick McDick, former bull rider Kyle Stewart, and mental health clinician Sean O'Grady participate. We were really looking to have everyone be open, be vulnerable, share stories, talk about you know their connection to mental health why they're there why they were you know wanting to make sure they're part of the conversation and and then talking about what they've done in their their life to help support their own mental wellness and to have conversations and it was you know the feedback we got from it was really great because it highlighted those faces that you can look to and say hey I'm, I'm like that person them being open and vulnerable and just you know, through that, really letting others know, other men know it's okay to talk about stuff. We're all going through stuff, and it's okay to talk about it. She says engagement from participants was pretty good. There were. We had some great questions come in, either be sent um, anonymously uh, to the moderator, Sean, 
um, or just, you know, thoughts and, and questions posted in the group chat for everyone there. And then the other thing we did is that we recorded it. So if anyone is looking to find it, they can find it on our YouTube channel because we understand that not everyone is comfortable because of the stigma surrounding mental health to attend in, I'm doing quotation marks, in person in that virtual setting. Um, you know, even if they have their camera off, their their name might show. So it was really important to us to make sure it was recorded so that people can connect with it at a later date in a way that they're, they feel comfortable and safe to do so. She says this month was a great time to hold this virtual session, given November is dedicated to awareness about men's health and mental health. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Up next is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up $4.20 at 6.5602. Number one red spring wheat is up $1.81 at 3.2432. The rest were unchanged. Durham 4.7005. Feed barley 2.6258. Chickpeas 11.6844. Flax 6.2104. Lentils, 797.50. Oats, 296.32. Yellow peas, 376.19. And feed wheat, 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is up 3 cents at $7.28 and 1 quarter cents a bushel. Up next is the Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of November 29th. A respectable run this week with 1750 in the short, a whopping 525 cows and bulls, a total of 2275 for the day. This cow and bull market selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 120 to 130, sales to 132, 133, D3 cows, 90 to 110. These old, weak, thinner, blemished cows, this market was lower, anywhere from 30 to 60. Cows are averaging 118 from that good Camsack area, 1,500-pound cows. They topped out at 135. Good bulls, 135 to 145, sales to 147, 153. Bulls are averaging 138. From that good Priestfall area, 2,100-pound exotic bulls, they topped out at 155.50. A nice job there. On to the pre-sort sale. 420-pound black steers, 447. 500-pound black steers at 419. 575-pound steers at 385. The 650s at 358. My favorite pen, 710-pound red black exotic steers at 343. The 780s at 323. And 850-pound steers at 288. On to the heifers. 350-pound little black heifers at 422. 420-pound heifers at 384, 500-pound black heifers at 359, the 575s at 334, 650s at 315, 710-pound red black exotic heifers at 298, and 780-pound heifers at 250. Highlight of the morning, 775 red Angus steers, they topped out at 326. And 51 red black exotic heifers, 490 pounds, they topped out at 360. Pay attention, uh, producers. If you are planning to sell this year, I would ask you to consider selling next week. This will be our last pre-sort of the year. We will have a regular sale the following week, but I would not recommend selling as this sale because of low numbers. 
And next bread cow sale will be Friday, December 8th. Three herd dispersals, more details next week. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. The latest pork prices are at $180.58 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The OPEC oil cartel led by Saudi Arabia and allied producers, including Russia, are trying to agree on cuts to the amount of crude they send to the world. Prices have tumbled recently, despite their efforts to prop them up. That's been a good thing for U.S. and Canadian drivers who have been able to fill their gas tanks for less. But it's bad news for the OPEC plus coalition countries whose oil income props up their economies. They have faced setbacks in keeping prices up despite initial fears that the Israel-Hamas war could affect oil flows. The members of OPEC plus are trying today in London to come to a consensus on production cuts. On the markets, the TSX is up two points at 20,118. The Dow is up 292 points to 35,722. Oil is down $1.80 at $76.06 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.60 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's going to do it for Thursday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.